Next on BYUSN, the big reveal. Big 12 schedule release day has arrived, finally. And what are the first things we're looking for when the schedule drops? Welcome to BYU Sports Station, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, January 31st. I am Spencer Linton, alongside a man who has been dreaming about this day for almost 20 years. Maybe it's longer. Jason Shepard. It's been since the day I was born. I didn't know why I was so excited about so it. I didn't even know what the years. Big 12 was. Exactly. So 25. Fine. 26. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's finally here. It's finally here. The day we have all been waiting for. Spencer, this is sort of... Like, it was real when the announcement was made. Yeah. Now yeah. when we actually see a schedule and that BYU logo on a schedule, that's, it's, it's, it's real. It's, it's a new level here. of reality, Yes, right? it is. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Yes. All right. On today's show, what we're watching for in today's Big, Big 12 football schedule release we're looking for it all. I cannot wait. Uh, Mark Durant, the great Mark Durant, on how BYU hoops can turn around. He'll join us on the program. How about this? Is Jamal Williams about to get paid? Mm. I think he hopes so, certainly. Mm. And the top five seasons this year for Cougars in the NFL. Here are today's headlines. We just talked about it. The Big 12 schedule will be released at 2 p.m. Eastern. Again, what's the first Big 12 game? What's BYU's first Big 12 home game? What will rivalry week look like for the Cougars? All of those things discussed and revealed. Tune in at 2 Eastern, live on the BYU TV app for a BYU Sports Nation special, including that full breakdown and immediate reaction. Senior Bowl practices began in Mobile, Alabama, with the game set for Saturday, February 4th. Familiar names such as Jaron Hall, Puka Nakua, and Blake Freeland will all be on the national team. Good luck to all three. On to BYU men's volleyball, specifically Tion Taylor, named the National Middle Blocker of the Week and MPSF Defensive Player of the Week. The Cougars up to number 11 in the latest ABCA coaches poll following an upset five-set win against then number six UC Irvine. Gymnastics had three Cougars earn MRGC accolades. Alex Mason and Kylie Equinto both earned Cobalt Specialist of the Week. Elise Rollins was named Co-Beam Specialist of the Week. Gymnastics' next meet is this Friday against Southern Utah in Cedar City. They're trending in the right direction. Scores getting better with every meet. BYU men's golf currently in fourth place in the Arizona Thunderbirds Invitational after day one sitting at a collective 15 under par led by BYU Zach Jones, who is tied for first individually at 10 under par. He shot a 65 yesterday. Tee off delayed this morning due to frost on the ground. It's cold even in Arizona. It's cold everywhere in the country. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. about seal the deal for his team.
think there's a deeper league in college football. Something special going on. Touchdown! The Big 12 open for business. Oh, yeah! A big day for a Big 12 reveal. (laughs) What's trending presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. The Big 12 is the MVP today. Jason, we await. It's an hour and 56 minutes away from the Big 12 officially releasing the schedule for all of the Big 12 teams. What is the first thing you will look for when BYU's version of the Big 12 schedule is revealed. I surprised myself because you would certainly think that the first thing you would look at is the first game, regardless of who it is, where it is, the first game you would play in the Big 12. But as my immediate reaction to that question is, where's Texas? That's, that's where I... That's where I there, is, there is nothing more Big 12 than Texas. And so I immediately want to see where Texas is on the schedule. I honestly want to see if Texas is on the schedule. There's been a lot of talk nationally that that Texas and Oklahoma have put up a fight about not wanting to play the new schools. They don't want the smoke? I don't know if that's true or not. I have seen that. (laughs) I know Dennis Dodd has talked about that in some of his pieces on CBS Sports. So I think I'm curious not just where Texas and Oklahoma are, certainly Texas, but if BYU gets an opportunity to face Texas and Oklahoma. 100%. Guilty as charged, Jason, right there with you, except it is Texas and Oklahoma. What, it just The two of those teams grouped together, will BYU have an opportunity to play, if not one, but both of them, in what we believe will be the Sooners and Longhorns finale tour of the Big it 12. It feels that way. I know that they are contracted to be in the Big 12 through 2025 until they go to the SEC, it feels like they're trying to get out at least one year early. So this might be the only opportunity for BYU to play Texas and Oklahoma as members of the Big 12 Conference. So, yeah, I'm with you 100%. When that schedule comes out, where's Texas? Where's Oklahoma? Are those teams on the schedule? When does BYU play them? Where do they play them? I don't even care if BYU has to play two road games at Texas and at Oklahoma. I just want them on the schedule. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, like I said, those are the teams that you think of when you think of the Big 12. And so to have an opportunity, even if it's just for one year, to be able to play them, because BYU's played them separately at, at different times, to be able to play them as conference members, that's something on a completely different level. So to find out when and if you get an opportunity to play, and I'm with you. Obviously, I would love to be able to have at least one of them in Provo. That would be fantastic. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. But to be able to play either of them or both, regardless of location, I think that's important. And and then again, you know, the other thing it comes back to is, what does the schedule look like in terms of how difficult is it going to be for BYU? We know it's going to be difficult because it's it's a step up. It's, it's a new level of competition. But you can sort of look, okay, well, where does the bye fall in? Okay, so how many games do you get to play? And who do you play after the bye? Who, who do you get a chance to have two weeks to prepare for? Those are all those things that are exciting to be able to look forward to with this schedule. Not only are the brands huge from Texas and Oklahoma, which is why we kind of lean that direction, BYU has enjoyed almost strange success yes. against those two programs. A combined 6-1. and one 
against Texas and Oklahoma. There's almost, Spencer, a, a, a part of me that's like, maybe we don't want to face them <laughs> because then we can always hang on to the record that hey, BYU has against four and them. 4-1 against Texas, 2-0 and against Oklahoma. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's that part of me, the, you know, that fan side that's like, well, maybe we just want to hold on to sure. that record in our back pocket and have that to be able to talk about forever. You went to the 2014 game. Yes, in Austin. Taysom Leap yep. over Texas at yep. Darrell K. Royal Memorial Stadium. I have not watched a college football game in that stadium, so selfishly, I kind of hope that BYU plays a road game at Texas. And I have not watched a college football game in Norman, Oklahoma either. Yep. So, I, I would, I, again, I wouldn't mind if BYU was on the road for both of those games. If that was the concession that had to happen so that BYU would get to play at Texas and Oklahoma, fine. So be it. I would love to watch college football games in those environments and atmospheres. And frankly... Oklahoma is not in a super great place right now. I, I don't think that Oklahoma is a world beater at this point. Who knows? One year can change everything. Just ask Sonny Dykes and TCU, who were picked to finish near the bottom of the barrel in the, T- or in the Big 12, if not the very, uh, very bottom. So maybe Oklahoma's awesome. Great. Whatever. Let's go. Give me Texas and Oklahoma. Give me an opportunity to watch Big-time college football in big-time college stadiums. That's what I really, really want. And then we can go to the chronological factor, Jason. Right. right? So after Texas Oklahoma said, okay, well, who is the first game? Who is BYU's first Big 12 game? And who's BYU's first home game in the Big 12 conference? Well, look, and you've got, you've got the fact that you're going to play nine conference games. So how, you know, you're going to get four home and five road. You're going to get five home and four road. Like, those are all things that we right. have an opportunity to look at. And, and look, and we obviously, with there being 14 teams in the league, you're obviously not going to play five teams. So that does lend itself, if Texas and Oklahoma really put their foot down, and it's like, we're not going to play these four new schools, that, that does give them the, the opportunity to, when you're not going to play five, you're not, you, could play, you, could, you could bypass all four new schools and then one other one, and then you're done if – what we, you and I both think is probably going to happen where they leave after this upcoming season, uh, it, it certainly lends itself to that. There's so many things. It's just a, if you think about it, it's just a schedule release. But there are so many things yes. within the schedule sure. that will answer questions that we have had for months. Yes. Well, and again, it's the first. It's BYU's first Big 12 schedule. It's always bigger. Cincinnati's feeling the same way. UCF and Houston they're feeling exactly, and those fan bases are feeling exactly what we're feeling in the BYU community, which is it's the first. So what is it going to look like? And all of those programs probably like BYU fans hoping that they get a shot at Texas and Oklahoma. It's not going to work out that way because there are 14 teams in the conference for this first football campaign. But, man, a lot of fun to speculate on. And for what it's worth, it appears that TCU had their schedule leaked last night. No official word from TCU's athletic department or the football team or the football administration. But if that schedule is true, then we know at least one BYU game. And that is a road trip to Dallas-Fort Worth on October 14th. So BYU would be taking on the national runners-up and the Big 12, uh, I guess, regular season champions, but not the conference championship game champions. In Dallas-Fort Worth on October 14th. So a road game against TCU could be happening. We'll see if that is yeah, actually if that, true. if that turns out to be true. And that's obviously a place that BYU has played before, Amy G. Carter Stadium. I mean, as members, 
you know, as conference members prior to that, that's one of those ones. Although the stadium is completely different now, they have added a significant number of seats, and the venue looks different for sure compared to what it was the last time BYU was in Fort Worth. Got a little more money in cachet. A little now. more money, yeah. I mean, that's look. I'm also curious as to who BYU is slated to be rivals with. Right. Who's who's in rivalry? With? Who, who's in look? And we heard now. This was on the basketball side that. BYU and Iowa State may be paired up. So is that something okay. that if that happens, say, on the basketball side, is that what they're thinking on the football side? So is that, is that, where, is that BYU's rival? Iowa State. <laughs> Look, I have my own opinion on where this goes. We're probably going to talk yes, about this will, a little bit later on in the show. We'll get to that later with the rivalry. I, I think there are a couple of different options as to what BYU's rival could be, depending on how you look at it. Uh, and I actually flip-flop between two. I, I finally settled on one, but I'm, I'm not 100% confident. Because <laughs> honestly, we don't know. That, that's the thing, is getting this schedule today, and we thought we were going to have it three months ago, four months ago, and then it you know, got kick down the road to the next month, sure. and then the next month. I, that's the other thing. I'm going to assume that there's going to be not just the schedule release, but obviously comments from Commissioner Yormark. I, I hope we find out eventually why this took, what, what were the reasons why we went from finding out in November to then December to then January now, you know, ultimately almost February. Wow, this, this is where BYU fans are collectively. I saw a number of people on social media last night saying, I'm booking my hotel in Dallas, Fort Worth on October 12th, 13th, and 14th, just, <laughs> just in to be case, safe. just in case this TCU game is actually happening then. I, <laughs> the excitement levels have reached an all-time high, and I get it. it. It's a lot of fun. There are some natural rivalries. TCU is one of them based on the history they have against BYU, but so much time has passed, and Gary Patterson's not the head coach at TCU anymore, so I wonder if there has been like a – an expired statute of limitations in that rivalry conversation with TCU. To a certain extent, I think right? it has been. Baylor is very quickly becoming an interesting idea as a rival for BYU. And it goes well beyond just what has happened on the football field. They have split the last two games in 2021 and 2022. They split the two back in 83 and 84. And those were dramatic games that... You ask Steve Young about that still haunt his nightmares in 1983, preventing a BYU undefeated season. But then all the off-the-field stuff, losing Caleb Lohner in basketball. The Barrington brothers are now competing for the Bears on the offensive line. You have three former BYU coaches on that staff with Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos and A.J. Stewart. There are some natural things already in place for that to become a rivalry. We'll see if the Big 12 feels that way. I doubt it. Maybe it is Iowa State. But, if, again, you can't force it, Jason. No. You can't force it. Ask Utah and Colorado. Colorado yeah. You can't, you can't force stuff like that. There just has to be, like, a natural Didn't they give that a name? Wasn't it, like, the Rocky Mountain something? The, the Rocky, Rocky Mountain, Mountain Rivalry? The Rocky, the Rocky Mountain remember. Showdown? The sh see, Showdown is what I thought it was, too. That, that stuff cannot be manufactured. Now, you, you can certainly try to, but that stuff just happens naturally it happens organically that's yes you can have a rivalry that's manufactured but the ones that that become rivals and rivalries organically those are the ones that mean yes more. they last they so, yes you're right perfect they're the ones that last BYU's rival will always be Utah yes regardless of going into the Big 12 yes it will always be Utah there's just too much history there and too much bad blood and too many classic games that happened organically uh, we'll discuss 
a bunch more in about 30 minutes as it pertains to the Big 12 schedule, including what we would put in for the first game, the first home game, uh, what to do during the bye week, what the rivalry game we want to look like uh, actually is. So we'll, we'll discuss that coming up again in about 25 or 30 minutes. For the time being, our question of the day is this. What is the first thing all of you will look for when the Big 12 schedule is released finally and you see BYU's 2023 rundown? At Nate Crowley on Twitter says, where's the bye? <laughs> That's number one. Wow. Who gets to come to Provo in November? And who's in the rivalry game slot? Hashtag BYUSN. All right, join Spencer, Dave McCann, and me at 2 p.m. Eastern today as we react live to the release of the Big 12 football schedule. Watch it live on the BYU TV app and on BYUSN.com. Listen, if BYU is going to play UCF, just make it happen in November on the road, okay? <laughs> give, give me an Orlando trip in November. Look, <laughs> every, every BYU fan wants to go. Up next, Mark Durant. He's a well-traveled man. He's also going to tell us that this BYU basketball team has in some way overachieved. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. I like those words, Jason, and in your own voice. BYU gets the win. The BYU basketball team hunting for a win against LMU on Thursday. We welcome you back to Studio B with your day-to-day -day BYU sports play-by-play. -play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. Yeah, it's football schedule release day. We all know that's top of mind. Everybody's super stoked about that, but we are in the middle of a West Coast Conference basketball season and the finale for this BYU team. With that in mind, we welcome in Mark Durant. And I, I give you that basketball information and, and set it up that way. But, Mark, I know you're a huge BYU football fan as well. So I, I feel like it's only appropriate on this day, even though you're a basketball expert and savant, that we go with the football question. And that is, what are you looking forward to most or looking for most when that Big 12 football schedule is released in a little under two hours? Hey, listen, it's an uh, exciting day. Um, I've been looking forward to this for a long time, like most BYU fans. It's been a long time coming, and I just want to see, guys, BYU's name on the board. Uh, I, I still can't – I still think we're kind of being punked at this point. <laughs> I just want to – I want to see BYU actually scheduled, and then I know it's real, and <laughs> then I'll be happy. But, you know, whatever. I mean, it would be fun to – uh, to get Oklahoma in here because uh, they won't be around. We've had Texas here, but uh, I don't. It sounds like that might not ha not happen. But whatever. I mean, I just I just want to see BYU's name up there. That's all I care about. Hey, if anybody sees Ashton Kutcher anywhere near this uh, Big Twelve schedule <laughs> release, we need to we need something's up. <laughs> we don't need to be punked on this. So would it be safe to say? So are you? I don't want to put words in your mouth. I would assume it's basketball, but are you more excited about the football schedule release or whenever the basketball schedule is released? Well, listen. Uh, I know. I know football is where BYU's bread is buttered, and historically, and uh, and I, I, you know, I get it. I love BYU football, but uh, as far as conference goes, 
the Big 12 is is a is a great basketball conference, the best conference in the country and has, you know, historic programs and and the best teams in the country right now. So, uh, of course, you know, I, you know, I'm excited uh, because I, I want to go in some of these venues that I've only seen on TV. And, and uh, I'm so personally for me, uh, the Big 12 basketball is, is cooler and more important. Uh, but I certainly get the excitement about football, and I know that that's that's where uh, kind of the excitement often lies with BYU fans. But I, I'm I'm just excited about uh, going into some of these basketball venues, and every you know we get so excited for Gonzaga in, in that game, and and even St. Mary's. But in the Big Twelve, it's you know you got ten or eleven of those types of games, and it's it's going to be really cool. Uh, Mark, I get it. I, I just think about. What will Fog Allen Fieldhouse be like when BYU rolls in to take on the Kansas Jayhawks? That is such an exciting thought for everybody across the BYU sports community. It's also a terrifying thought because (laughs) it feels like every Big 12 basketball team is on par with Gonzaga and St. Mary's. It's one of those two teams every night in the Big 12 is currently constituted. That in mind, it's still about the West Coast Conference right now, and BYU's coming off another heartbreaking loss to one of those elite-level teams in the WCC. Which one of those losses is more difficult for you to stomach? The Gonzaga let down over the final minute or that last-second dagger once again from Aiden Mahaney and St. Mary's? Oh, man, fellas, it's just been it's been brutal. I mean, maybe you get one of those heartbreakers in a year, but the two of them on your home court against those teams, that's that's rough. It's, I mean, it's I'd say, Gonzaga, I, I think it's like, uh, you know, being in the ring with Mike Tyson and uh, <laughs> that the first hit was Gonzaga. And after that hit, you don't really remember a whole lot. You're just getting, you just keep getting hit, but you're not really cognizant of what's happening. And so the Gonzaga one really staggered me. I mean, that was that was really hard because, and also I think that game was a game that really BYU was in control. I mean, they had it. Just take care of the basketball, make your free throws, and you don't lose that game. St. Mary's, you know, it was kind of going back and forth there. And either team had a really good chance to win that and. But but listen, it's it's tough, and, and to have those opportunities and be in a position to win and play so well. I mean, BYU say what you want about this season, but in those two games, they played great basketball, and and I just felt really bad for those guys to have that opportunity and just have it be snatched away in those situations. Listen, basketball is a fickle mistress, and it's crazy how a season even can turn on the slightest things. And if you win those two games, you're, you know, towards the top of the conference and you're, you're looking at an NIT bid and everything's great in Zion. Right. But, uh, well, you know, it, it, two shots go in that are tough, tough shots and it's a whole different world for you. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's tough, man. It's really hard to bounce back from that. And we'll see how this team does. Travis Hansen was on the program yesterday, and he said he actually feels like BYU basketball has overachieved this year. What do you make of those comments? Do you agree? Well, I always agree with Travis Hansen because he knows what he's talking about and is an all-timer and uh, is just one of the best guys out there. I mean, he's just a fantastic individual, and uh, I I would uh, generally agree. Um, I look at this team, and I've seen a lot of teams 
And I and I I and I think most BYU fans can look at a team and know kind of about how they're made up. You know whether they're playing to their potential, how hard they're playing. And I think this team does play hard. I mean, if you play, look at what they did with St. Mary's. St. Mary's is the number one defensive t- rebounding team in the country and one of the top rebounding teams altogether in the country. Yeah. BYU puts on the floor Pusini Traore, who's 6'7", Traden Christensen, who's 6'6", and St. Mary's has one seven-footer after another, and they're big all the way around. And BYU out-rebounds them and out-rebounds them on the offensive boards. You do, that doesn't happen unless you are ferocious in your effort. And, and so I think they are playing hard. And and part of the problem is, you know, you mentioned Travis Hansen. Part of the problem is BYU doesn't have a Travis Hansen and, or an Alex Barcelo or kind of a star to lead their team and go and get them 20, 25 points a night. So it's more by committee, and I don't. I, I just, I, I just don't think they have. And I don't want to say talent because you have talented guys, but they don't have a superstar. They don't. They don't have a lot of things that you where where you would expect. You know, when you're looking at a great team, you see those those Travis Hansons, you see those guys. So to that extent, I think they are overperforming. They're in games. They don't ever get blown out. Uh, they have a chance in the games, but they're falling short because they just don't have enough. Uh, offensive part because Travis Hansen, when he was there in the last two minutes of the game, Travis Hansen would get you a bucket. Yes. And, and I don't know that they really have that guy. And so then the question is, well, uh, you know, you've got to recruit those guys. And if you want to be critical of Mark Pope, maybe you say you need to bring in better players. So you're not having to overperform. But I think with this team and I'm not saying they're bad, I think they got great players and they're doing really well. In a lot of ways, uh, but I think this team is playing pretty close to their potential. Now, I'd like to see more consistency, and I'd like to see more consistency of effort on the road, like at San Francisco and and and, and Santa Clara. Uh, but overall, I think they're, they are playing well, and they are getting a lot out of what they have. And uh, but I think there there's room for improvement, and can, they could finish strong and do some good things. Great insight from Mark Duran, who joins us on BYU Sports Nation. And Mark, you're right. I, and I've been I've been trying to think about the last time BYU didn't have an alpha that you want to have the ball with under two minutes to play. You got to go back a long time, maybe to Steve Cleveland's final year in 0405 when BYU did struggle. Because after that, they always had somebody. They had Keena Young, and they had Jimmer Fredette, Jonathan Tavernari, and Tyler Haas, Brandon Davies, Kyle Collinsworth, Chase Fisher, Yoli Childs, TJ Haas, Jake Toulson, Alex Barcelo. There's always been at least one. So how do you overcome that? And what's the ceiling for a team that doesn't have that guy? Yeah, I mean, that's really the question, uh, is how you can overcome that. Well, you know, the, the effort I talked about will keep you in games. Um, and, and rebounding, you know, defense and rebounding has has kept BYU in games to cover some of the deficiencies we're talking about. You don't need to be a su- have a superstar uh, to play good defense. You don't need to have a superstar to rebound. So I, I think the thing they need to really focus on now is really because they're going to be in games, right? And, and what you want is to get the one-point win rather than the one-point loss. And, and so what is it? Well, take value of the basketball. Take care of the basketball. BYU had a critical late turnover against St. Mary's. 
Uh, obviously, some terrible turnovers against Gonzaga. Missed free throws against St. Mary's and Gonzaga. I mean, those are two things that you can work on and try and get better at, and then maybe you win by one instead of lose by one. It's not like there's a big gulf for them, but, uh, you, you know, it's the real challenge now, guys, right, will be BYU's gone about three weeks with uh, a single win uh, at home and two just absolutely devastating losses. So when you're a player and a coach and you've gone three weeks without really winning a game, that is pure misery and torture. <laughs> and how does the, the locker room stand up under that kind of pressure you had a few guys miss a game because they broke team rules can they just hold it together because if they hold it together and play hard they're in games but i worry that this prolonged stretch of heartbreak and and disappointment and and losing games eventually that's going to get to a team so i'm i'm curious to see how they'll play this week mark we appreciate the time as always talking football and basketball, huge contest for the Cougars when they take on a, a team on the rise. It just won at Gonzaga, LMU, on Thursday. I know you're looking forward to that one. We can't wait to hear the call, man. Yeah, my favorite player in college basketball, Leo Pepe. I mean, he, <laughs> he, looks, like, he looks like a giant Jason Shepard with a mullet. I mean, this guy is... A, <laughs> this guy is something, but... I, I had to go see if I could I find one of those, guys. yeah. Find one of those wigs and wear it. <laughs> Leia Shepard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but listen, I love being, being on with you guys, and I, I love being on TV. I think it's a real travesty that Gregor Bell and myself, as handsome as we are, have to be on the radio. I mean, I think that's just, that's just terrible for the fans, but, you know, uh, that's the way it goes. Let's get you a video blog going, man. Let's do it. We can make that happen. Hey, Mark, great to talk to you. Take care. We do. Hey, I love you guys. Thanks for having me. We'll see you. Thanks, Mark. Talk to you Thursday. Former BYU basketball player <laughs> and current BYU basketball radio analyst Mark Duran on BYU Sports Nation. He's always a treat, and I appreciate his well-thought-out opinions. Uh, for those that don't know, Mark, he's a lawyer and a successful yeah. lawyer, and he's very well-spoken, and I think he has one of the most underrated senses of humor that, of anybody in the BYU yeah. fan base, right? He's, he's phenomenal. I, I, uh, I get a chance to talk with him every pregame. We do our courtside conversation with Mark Duran on BYU Radio. And, you know, that, that roughly 10 minutes that I get to talk with him before every game, it's, it's always amazing. I, I just love talking with him. We got to get you the Jerry Curl wig. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, the, you're, you're Leia Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's make it happen. Somebody's going somebody's gonna to find something. That thin mustache. I'm going to end Jerry up wearing Curl this at some point. Mullet. I can just see it and you become Leia Shepe all right that's fantastic <laughs> actually all right join us on BYU Sports Nation for Wednesday's February signing day we'll introduce you to all the latest in the BYU football signing class as well as hear from head coach Kalani Satake join us at noon eastern on BYU TV BYU radio or the apps up next we think Jamal Williams is about to get a significant bag of cash <laughs> You know what? Puka Nakua might get one too. Cougar with friends up next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get great content throughout the day, follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And on Be Real. 
Okay, no, no, just kidding. We don't, we don't do the be real thing. He is Jason. I've never even heard of be real, so. <laughs> it's a new thing. It's a new, it's a new social media platform where you just take a picture of yourself in, the, in a real situation. Like, isn't that every social media platform? <laughs> well, people tend to like elaborate their status and. So is this like, like what's actually happening? Yeah, like they're like, hey, you need to take a picture in the next 10 seconds. Like, where are you right now? What are you doing? And so you just like snap a, snap a photo. Like, Jason, I don't know. I can't keep up with all the care. social media stuff. We just need to be real on this show. We're real. Okay? We're the this realest of real. This is real, it's live. You know what's real? The Big 12 schedule release today. Yes. That's really happening. In an hour and 24 <laughs> minutes, but who's counting? We absolutely are. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Be real. <laughs> scared Gotta me. take a picture. You almost scared me with that. <laughs> All right, which BYU Cougar at the Senior Bowl? So Blake Freeland, Jaron Hall, and Puka Nakua has the best chance to improve their draft stock this week. Jaron Hall, it's just the most visible position. Anytime a quarterback is in the conversation, especially a BYU quarterback, knowing what has happened recently with BYU quarterbacks, it's gonna be Jaron Hall. I think right now he's probably a fourth or a fifth rounder. If he has a good senior bowl week and crushes it at the combine and BYU pro day, he can slide up to that third round, Jason. So I, I think it's probably Jaron Hall just because he is a quarterback and there's natural attention paid there. I agree, it's the highest of high profile positions in sports. And look, it's, it's not just that we think that, there's already been national publications, and I wish I could remember who it was that put that out there, that they think he has the, the best chance of all the other quarterbacks that will be participating to leap up yes. and get people's attention. So yeah, I agree with you that it's, it's Jared Hall. I want it to be Puka Nakua because I think he is Look, a, a case highly, can be made, highly underrated yes, player. A, a case can be made that it is Puka simply because he's further down what you would assume the draft boards are. Yes. So if anybody can make the highest jump, it would be Puka. If you want to go that way, I can certainly understand that yeah. argument. Blake Freeland's stock is already really good. Yes. That's to his credit. Speaking of bags of cash, he's yeah. going to get some. Woo. Let's stay with the Senior Bowl. NFL.com article from Eric Edholm says the following oh. about Jaron Hall. There we go. One scout I spoke with believes Hall has the best chance to emerge from the group. We just talked about that. He continues, but he also worries about the quarterback's age. He'll be a 25-year-old rookie and does have upside. Will Jaron Hall be the most talked about quarterback at the end of Senior Bowl week? Oh, I hope so. Look, and based off of the arguments that we just made, if, if he's the guy that's going to make the biggest leap, I think then, then that answers that question pretty clearly that of all the quarterbacks that are there, he'd be the one that people are talking about. Yes. Look, and we know how important these are. These, you, have, you have scouts, you have NFL coaches. They're all there. All eyes are on these players because as we heard last week, you know, at this point now, now you've got the coaches involved. Before it was just NFL scout people. Now that most everybody's season is over, now you've got just instead of just scouting departments involved, now you've got coaches, you've got position coaches, you've got head coaches. They're now all involved in paying attention to this stuff. So I certainly hope that he is the answer. He has every opportunity to do it. For better or worse, because the age thing is always yes. gonna be a thing unless you don't go on a mission, but Jaron Hall is a mission guy from BYU. And I don't want it to be a thing, but there's still some attention being, some extra attention being cast on BYU because of Zach Wilson. Jaron Hall is the dude that follows Zach Wilson. So it's like, oh, okay, so this is the guy after Zach Wilson. This is another BYU quarterback. Like, is 
he gonna be a guy like Zach Wilson? No, like Jaron and Zach could not be more different, more, different scenarios. They're just two totally different Different people, players, different players, everything. different styles. Yes. But it, that will be talked about because Jaron's the guy after Zach Wilson. All right, an ESPN article says that Jamal Williams is the natural uh, re-signing for the Detroit Lions for the locker room and the culture of the team. Jay Swag Daddy is an unrestricted free agent. Will he be in Detroit next season? Absolutely. He's the defender of the hidden den. He's the Jay Swag Kazekage. Okay? <laughs> you gonna get rid of that guy? The Detroit Speaking Lions. Of somebody who can be real. Yes. <laughs> give him a give him a, a deal already with downy paper towels for his wings. <laughs> give him everything. He's worth it. I want him to be a BYU TV football analyst, and I don't care what it costs. He'll be worth every penny to bring him back when he's done playing football. Oh, my football. goodness. Can you imagine him? Yes. I guess he would be amazing. All that said, yeah, the, the Lions would be insane to not bring Jamal Williams back. He is so great for the fan base. He's great for the city, great for the whole franchise. He lifts his teammates. Jamal Williams is a dude that is a natural leader in that locker room. And look what they did this past season. Jared Goff's starting to find his groove. They have some nice young talent uh, at the wide receiver position. Their offensive line's pretty good, Jason. The Lions like might be a decent team again. They will be a very trendy pick for, for the sure. Next year. For sure, as they should be. If they don't sign Jamal Williams, what is management doing? How? What? What are you doing? How long has Detroit been looking for the next Barry Sanders? And I'm not saying that they that he's the same type of player. It's not what I'm saying. But you just had the guy, granted, with one more game than what Barry had, but eclipse Barry Sanders' single-season rushing touchdown. Yeah. You you can't have that performance and then let the guy walk yeah. to another team. He will be back. And especially because of who he is, yes. how he carries himself. You want him on your roster. Right now, he's valued, and I just looked at a number of different sites of value current players, as the number 13 to 16 best running back in the game. At his age in this year, they value him at somewhere around four to four and a half million a year. I also value myself at that range. <laughs> well, you're worth more than hey, that, Jay. Just being real. <laughs> Be real. <laughs> Was the TCU Big 12 schedule leak that we just talked about uh, a few minutes ago intentional to create buzz or is Someone, unfortunately, probably going to lose their job. Well, let's certainly hope nobody loses their job over something like this. I, I, I don't know. The fact that it hasn't been taken down, at least last that we checked, maybe it was to create. Okay, so I, it, I'm being told it was taken down. I kept seeing it, so I just assumed it was still up. The fact that it was taken down, yes, you can still grab screenshots, because yeah. that's what everybody does yeah. these days. It sounds like somebody jumped the gun. Um, somebody got a stern talking to, I'm sure, but hopefully nobody lost a job over it. We don't want people to lose jobs. It really is it that I, I know the Big 12 is probably upset if it did indeed come out and it is the actual schedule, but we don't know. We won't really know until we see what TCU's schedule <laughs> Based is. off of the what TCU did for the conference last year, it's probably the one team that can get away with it with based <laughs> off of how they prefer. Now granted, not in the final game, but the, the notoriety that they gave to be able to go to the college football playoff. Yeah, well, just <laughs> find somebody uh, to blame it on that's not gonna lose their job. Blame, blame oh, it on an it algorithm, was, was, I get yeah, it. Yeah, it was a rogue algorithm. We got, we got hacked. Rogue out, yes. We got hacked. We got hacked. <laughs> Everybody got hacked when something comes out that they didn't want. <laughs> 
<laughs> some rogue hacker, you know, in some Eastern European country. Like, blame it on that guy for releasing the TCU schedule. All right. All right. If you missed any of our BYU TV sports interviews, shows, or games, or hey, you just want to watch them all over again, go to BYUSN.com or download the BYU TV app to get all the BYU TV sports content on demand. Which team do we want to see as BYU football's rivalry week opponents in year one of the Big 12? Is it Texas? Taysom would love that. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to Big 12 Schedule Release Countdown in Studio B. <laughs> We're an hour and 14 minutes away. We should actually have done a countdown to the schedule release. <laughs> we haven't been able to do that. Now at least know when it's know. happening. Now we, now we know. Um, speaking of the schedule release, let's just kind of piece together some of the things that we are hoping for. And I know that the TCU schedule release has impacted this a little bit, at least for me, because I looked at my dream schedule that I put together back in July and had to maneuver some things based on what TCU had done. But there are still some scenarios I want to see play out here, Jason. So who do you want for BYU in their initial Big 12 conference home opener and why? I go back to what I said to answer the question of what I'm going to look for first. When you think Big 12, you think Texas. Okay. I would love for BYU's first foray into the Big 12, the mm. very first game that they play, okay. is against the Texas Longhorns mm. for that very reason. You want Sark in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I would love to have Sark. I highly doubt if Texas and BYU are going to play to begin the conference schedule that BYU is going to get the luxury of having that in Provo. <laughs> it's probably going to be it's in Austin. It's probably going to be in Austin. But, but the, you know what? To be able to have that to start this new era, I cannot think of a better team to do it against. It's a dream scenario. Yes. If it's not Texas, Jason, for me, it's Oklahoma. BYU has never hosted Oklahoma. BYU has played Oklahoma in two neutral site games. They beat Oklahoma in 1994 in the Copper Bowl, and then they beat Oklahoma in Jerry's World in... In 2009. It's called Dallas, but it's not Dallas. It's, our, it's, it's in Arlington. Arlington. Yeah. So BYU has played Oklahoma twice, but at neutral sites. So... Again, I said it earlier, I just want BYU to play Oklahoma. I don't really care where the game is. I just want BYU to have a chance to play either at Oklahoma's field or have Oklahoma in Provo. It would be pretty spectacular for BYU to host that Sooner Red in Lavelle Edwards Stadium to open up the Big 12 campaign. That would be pretty cool. All right, what about the road opener? We talked about the home opener, but what about the road opener for you? I kind of want BYU to face one of the new teams, and not just any one of the new teams, but a team that's got some nice national cachet. I think it would be a really intriguing matchup if BYU played at Cincinnati. They've played there before, but Cincinnati's been doing some great things. Obviously, they broke the college football playoff barrier as a group of five team two seasons ago. Since he's a great program, and I like the idea of that, you know, two new teams yeah. in the new Big 12, BYU and Cincinnati, they're both like, in their own right, and BYU's been there, has gone there too, has been a group of five team that's had some recent, you know, rising and had nice national cachet. 
That's a fun match to be. At Cincinnati, it'd be a fun road opener. So for me, if I'm going with my dream scenario of Texas being the home opener, <laughs> the road opener, you're, not, you're <laughs> certainly not going to get Texas and Oklahoma in Provo. Can you imagine? <laughs> you, you open up home against Texas, and then you got to go on the road to Oklahoma? I'm saying Ooh. Oklahoma. Okay. Because I, I think it would be very cool. If, first of all, to be able to play both of them. If you get a chance to play both of them, I think that's, that's certainly what you want. But, again, if I'm going to get Texas at home, you know you're going to Norman to face Oklahoma, and I think that would be really cool to see BYU on the field in Norman against Oklahoma. You want to cover both sides of the Red River rivalry, right? You you cover it right out of the gate. All right. And then you settle in for the guys that you're going to be in the conference with for the next several decades. Texas and Oklahoma know a thing or two about rivalries, and we have the option of a rivalry week opponent. Final week of the regular season. Who who is the team that you are penciling in for BYU's rivalry week showdown? I told you I, I went back and forth. I I thought TCU was one. Kind of like nah. Okay. I thought Baylor. Baylor because of the history that we've seen the last two years, as you mentioned earlier in the show, one and one. BYU loses in Waco. They beat Baylor this last year here in Provo. I didn't go Baylor, however. I went Houston. Ooh. I think there's something about the Battle of the Cougars. Okay. You've got the okay. Red Cougars and the Blue Cougars. I think there's something that can be worked there. Plus, there have been some pretty epic games sure. between these two teams. For we sure. obviously remember the games where the offenses could not be stopped. Mm-hmm. At it was, I think at the time it was Reliance Stadium. Where the yeah, Texans, in 2013, yeah. that 47-46 so, so game. I'm going to say, I, I think there could be something there, BYU versus Houston, the two Cougar teams. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go with Baylor for all the reasons I stated earlier. There's just so much off-the-field stuff going on with the transfer portal and former coaches and it's not just football too it's Caleb Lohner and BYU basketball too so and there have been some great games between BYU and Baylor uh, they've split them in the four times they've played two to two uh, I love that series so I'm putting I'm, I am absolutely putting Baylor in as my rivalry week opponent okay coming off the bye week what do you want well, if, if we are to believe that the TCU game is October 14th, I wouldn't mind having a bye right before okay. that. That kind of puts it fairly close to the middle of the season. Plus, even though TCU is going to lose their top receiver, their quarterback, they're still going to, they were getting a lot of transfer players in. Still going to be a very good team. And if you're going there, I would like to have a bye before that. Okay. One, I want my bye week to be during conference weekend for BYU fans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dream scenario. Probably not going to happen. Coming off that bye week, hopefully over conference, I would love to see BYU play Texas. Some extra time to prepare for yeah. Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns, who are going to be loaded, loaded. Yes, they with are. talent once again. In fact, I think Texas might be picked to win Big 12 this year. They're, they're, you they're, you they're know they would really, love to do that. Really good. If this is their last year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just like BYU and all the West Coast Conference True. seasons want to go out on top, for sure. There, there is something to that. All right, Jason, we've given you our dream scenarios. Uh, We're an hour and eight minutes away on this Countdown to Schedule release show. (laughs) Yes, indeed. All right, plan to be with us tonight for BYU basketball with Mark Pope, the coach, and Dallin Hall. Join Greg Rubel for a full hour of Cougar Hoops talk. The show starts tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on the BYU TV app. What is it about guys with the last name Hall? Man, they're just so good at BYU. (laughs) Up next, the top five individual NFL campaigns in 2023 by former BYU Cougars. Who's number one on your list? Is it that guy, Taysom Hill? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, 
the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast. While you're there, subscribe, rate, and review. Top 5 Tuesday is all about the top five individual NFL player campaigns in 2023. Andy reads a coach so he doesn't qualify even though he's awesome. Start us off, Jason. All right, number five, we have Kyle Van Oy, who joined the Chargers this last offseason after a second stint with the Patriots. Vanoy was tied for third on the team in sacks with five. He and the Chargers advanced to the playoffs for the first time since 2018. At number four, he used to wear number four. Taysom Hill, the NFL Swiss Army Knife, repping the Saints, had a 75.6 grade on pro football focus. 892 total yards of offense this season. He's also the first player in the NFL's modern history to now have scored 10 touchdowns rushing, receiving, and passing. Incredible. At number three, we're looking at rookie Tyler Algier, who began his NFL career in record-breaking fashion. Algier set the Falcons' rookie rushing record with 1,035 yards. He also scored four TDs on the season. Number two, Jay Swag Daddy Jamal Williams set the single-season touchdown record for the Detroit Lions, breaking Barry Sanders' record. He has 17 this season. Williams, a force to be reckoned with. He also went over 1,000 yards rushing on the ground even as uh, a guy that was behind DeAndre Swift on the depth chart. At number one, Fred Warner. Don't call him Pete. Widely believed to be the best linebacker in the NFL, Warner led the team in tackles with 130 while also helping the 49ers advance to their second straight NFC champion. All pro Fred, our question of the day, what's the first thing you will look for when the BYU Big 12 schedule is released? Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Kevin Lunt on Instagram says, I'm looking for BYU's first home game. The Big 12 schedule is why I'm applying for grad school instead of graduating this year. <laughs> Just sticking around for one more. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Let's give it to the TCU, whoever, whoever it was, person that released that little bit of schedule. Uh, but unfortunately, press sent. Uh, before we go, I should point out that um, we are 63 minutes away from the schedule release, Jason. We've got our big show coming up at noon Eastern. Cannot wait. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This and all of our shows on demand at BYUSN.com. For Jason, I was supposed to shout out to Steve Sarkeesian. Join us on BYUSN.com for the live schedule release show coming up at noon.